The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Let's turn our attention to the Six Nations, which kicks off this weekend. Kira Griffin, former Ireland captain, is with us to help us preview it. Kira, good morning to you. How are you? Morning. How are you keeping? How is your FOMO uh, heading into this weekend? Are you happy as Larry not to be involved? Or are you thinking, oh, just I could, I could still be there? No, I'm, I'm happy with my decision. No, I'm content enough, Jer. Uh, so I'm happy out uh, watching, watching in from the outside. I'm looking forward to cheering on the girls in the weekend. It's been a really long time since we've seen this team play any rugby. It was the uh, tour to Japan when obviously things went really, really well for them, and it felt like they were building up a sense of identity and confidence and uh, the magic word momentum. But that's kind of disappeared. We don't really know what to expect from them ahead of this tournament. Yeah, you're right. I suppose the, the Japan tour in September seems like a lifetime ago. Um, I suppose since then, you know, they've had the end of the AIL, AIL tournament. Then they went into the Interpros and falling into the Celtic Cup Challenge. Um, and I think they've said a lot that they got a lot of those game time in that Celtic Cup Challenge. And while other player, while the English players were playing over um, in the Premiership, and that's the only game time they really had. They've had no real warm-up games in the run into this. It's just been camps. So I think the Saturday will be a you know, we'll see where they are. We'll see where they set set their bar, and they'll have to go from there. How difficult is it for them to turn it on, like at international level? You know, we we keep hearing about the step up from club to international level, and you have experience of it. But when the gap has been so long, does it make it more pronounced? It does because you know it's like international level. Nothing will prepare you for it. Only test matches. Um, you know, you can do as many replicate as much as you want in training and under those scenarios, but. It's not until you're in Test Rugby that you get that experience and build up that experience bank. Um, so I think, look, it's it's a young squad. They've they've made that clear that they've went for a young squad in terms of to develop and grow and grow. Um, but I do think, look, it will be take a bit of time to find their feet, but hopefully they hit the ground running on Saturday. It's funny, Kira. the target for this Six Nations this year becomes quite obvious for the Irish team. Like, I guess it's closing the gap on, on England and France, but getting that top three finish because of this new women's 15 tournament in the autumn where the top three from the Six Nations automatically qualify, it makes the top three all the more important. It does completely, and that will be their target. Look, last year they finished fourth, so they will be looking to improve on that. And you said top three for WXV competition. That's the aim. You want to play top tier rugby. That's where you develop. That's where you grow the game. Um, and that will be their target. They have two tough home matches in England and France, um, so they will be targeting their away games. And that's where the target will be in if they secure those three away games, they hopefully should secure that, that top three finish. How big is that gap between England and France and the rest? Like, is it is it is it huge? Is it reducing year on year, or wh- wh- where's it at at the moment in your view? Look, it is a big gap. I'm, I'm, I won't. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it is even like the time when I was playing, it was a massive gap. You you know, you tried your best, you did as much as you could to try and close it, but they have they've been you know professional since the end of 2014 into 2017. So. That's, that is standing to them. They've those years built up, that, that, that year, those years of experience as players playing together and that good infrastructure there. You know, they've a really good feeder system into their programs. Their club structure is solid, leads in into their international setup and there's a clear pathway. And look, just something we need to develop here in Ireland as well, that we get that pathway. We get that clear pathway from grassroots to green shirts, that there's a clear system and a clear progression and that we are, you know, we are fighting at the top then, um, when, when that is developed. Uh, there's there's a debate 
raging within Irish rugby about whether or not we've made enough progress fast enough. And obviously the sevens players won't be playing in the tournament this year. And in some ways that's good and bad so that there's like at least a twin track approach to this. But there's clarity about what uh, everybody's responsibility is going to be. And at the same time, some of our best 15s players are obviously playing sevens. So um, there's a bit of a split personality about where we are. So uh, what's your view now at this remove about the, the speed at which the progress is happening? Yeah, look, I think we all want everything to happen straight away. Um, but unfortunately, look, the the progress wasn't made um, when it should have been. So now we're kind of playing a bit of catch-up, you know. So we are, you know, that, that review, they put in the structures, they're putting clear structures now for developing international players to high quality, high standards. Um, there's contracts. So it's not going to happen overnight. I think that's really important that people realise that, look, it's great that contracts have come in, but contracts have only been in since November. Um, so you are playing a bit of catch up there. So I think it's important that players are given the opportunity to, I suppose, find their feet, find their style of play, but also, you know, they need to put in performances too and, I suppose, put their best foot forward. Um, in terms of sevens and fifteens, I think, look, I think it's one way is that it's good that they set out from the start that sevens aren't eligible for selection for the Six Nations campaign. It gives players who are in camp, there's 32 players in camp, gives them an opportunity, you know, to get as well, I suppose, a bit of game time, a bit of structure. Um, and I suppose they're hand up for selection and get a bit of confidence in their own performance as well. And it kind of, I suppose, keeps that cohesion in the group. So I think, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's good in some ways that it's a cohesive group. group but then, obviously, you want your best players playing. But I suppose Sevens have made, they've made it clear that Sevens' priority is qualification for the Olympics. And you have to back that. And you have to support that. So I think, you know, once Irish rugby keeps going, that's we'll be happy with that. You look at the squad, like when you look when you see eight uncapped players in the squad, for example, Kira, like is that a do you see that as a glass half full thing? This is a positive thing, blooding new players, it's it's a good opportunity, especially with the sevens players absent, to kind of bring new players in, or are you looking at it going, Well, this is the Six Nations, we need to finish top three and a bit of experience would do no harm. Yeah, you're right, it is a glass half full. It's great that they have identified eight new players to hopefully be up to international standards. Um, but as you said, you want experience. Um, going into Six Nations campaign, a Six Nations campaign can be brutal. You know, it's really attritional. It's it's weeks on the trot, constantly training, constantly trying to up your game, and you want to be able to play under fatigue. And then often, you comes to a bit of mental fatigue as well, where your body might be fine, but mentally you could be a bit tired from all, all the go. And that's where experience kicks in. Um, and I just hope that they will use the experienced players and your younger players will go to those experienced players, ask for advice, ask for feedback. Because that's how you grow. That's how you grow the game. It's it's peer learning. It's peer support. It's you're not you're not on your own. You know, it's, it's a squad effort. Um, I think it's very important that younger players coming into the group that they realise that you know you're there for a reason. Back yourself, but don't be afraid to, afraid to ask for support from a senior player as well. Because you know they've been there before. They've done it. They might have a few bit of advice or a few tips for certain scenarios. And that's you know, that's how you get your game awareness and I suppose your game cuteness. The game against Wales is actually an unbelievably important game. Like if you were starting first up against England or against France, you know that the the job is to try not to get completely destroyed. But the game against Wales is it's kind of a must win if you are putting your stall out to finish third. Yeah, completely it is. And look, it's a rematch of the first round of last year. Um, and unfortunately, they're away this year, you know, so you lose that home advantage. But I think look, if you look at what they're saying in media, that they are, they are they're happy with the preparation. Um, they're happy with the group and that they feel confident going into it. So hopefully now we do see that result and they get that away win. And it's nice to get your first away win. Uh, the first round of the Six Nations, it kind of you know, gets that momentum. 
and it's all about building momentum as well and you kind of get that confidence um so I think it's very important that you do set out to, to win and, and secure that those those points for the first round. Emma Swords is an interesting one, Kira. Like fascinating that like initially capped by England, declared for Wales, and now she's in the squad to play against Wales for Ireland this weekend. So already she's had a bit of a yo-yo um, when it comes to her international allegiances. But like, could she go straight into the team? I know she's uncapped, but like she's involved in that Harlequin setup, and and she's got a little bit of experience as well. So do you put her straight in? And maybe she's got a point to prove against Wales as well. I suppose. I think, as everyone, you have to earn your stripes. You know, you have to earn your selection. So I suppose she'd be the same as every other player up there. You know what they are fighting for their position. They're fighting for that jersey. So I think it's all based on. I think no one, you know, no one desert, no one owns a jersey. You know, it's based on performance. So, so as the person's performing in camp, they put their hand up for selection, and so it kind of has to go from there. Alicia Hughes, I guess, is the is the the tried and trusted. Yeah, exactly. You know, it has she has the experience. Um, She's good game time experience. Has a lot of Six Nations experience under her belt as well. You know, is used to playing Wales and control a game. So I think you might go for experience. You know, your first round, you want to you know, make it nice and controlled that you control the tempo and you can dictate what happens. So it might go for an experience nine for that. Greg McWilliams was commenting a number of different times during the Six Nations last year about how it was performances over results quite often. Like, are we still at that? Stage? Do you feel, Kira, like where you know you'll, you'll take a performance this weekend as opposed to a result? Or are we now at the stage where you know we kind of have to be winning games in the Six Nations, I guess, to to push on? Yeah, look, I suppose the, th- the thing there is if you get a good performance, you'll get the result too. Do you know? So you can use it as a as a double whammy. Um, but I think at this stage, you know, with that new WXB competition, you have to get the results. Um, you need to get you know three solid results in this to secure that. Um, and I suppose look. With that, you have to push performance too. So hopefully, you'll get you'll get the double the double result from that. But obviously, you want to see good improvement week on week. What's your, also to justify your improvements, you need, you need those results. Sorry, Kira. What's your prediction for the weekend then? I I hope see Ireland Ireland win the weekend. I think it'll be a tight game. I I that's my prediction. But that they'll hopefully they'll get the points through. I'm aiming for an Irish win. All right, Kira, enjoy. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.